On today's episode, we have Leela Sun. She's an empathic empowerment coach, and it just was a really unique, probably the best conversation about empaths and how they approach the world and how she supports them to find their way through business and purpose. Yes, she has such a life story of where she's come from, how she's helped people, and how it's um, transformed into today. But she's realized that she's just, she has a gift of empowering people, and especially empaths. And I think that's so huge. It's something we need more of in the world. So if you're an empath, listen to this episode. It is going to really ring true for you and help you understand a little bit more about your life. Yeah, and we even coined a new term, energy blending. Yeah. Um, and she even talked about some of the physical of lime. Um, what was the poisoning mold? Mm -hmm. Like some of the most chronic things that we've interviewed other people about. Addiction too. She helps oh, yeah. the addicts. She helps everybody. <laughs> She's like just knows so much. And it was such a conscious conversation with three empaths flowing through the episode. <laughs> so take your ear, get your earbuds, take a listen, and enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Magical Holistic Healing Arts Podcast, where you learn how to raise your vibe, explore your magic, and embody your authentic power. I'm Lynn Hicks. I'm Erica Hicks. And we're the mother-daughter duo, inspiring transformation through holistic lifestyle and conscious living. We bring water to the conversation because no one else is. We know hydrogen-rich water is the key to longevity and vitality. Life's about flowing, so this is the easiest way to upgrade your health and mindset. High Vibe Water. Join our revolution and new paradigm biz at the Magical Holistic Healing Arts Podcast.wordpress.com. Cheers. Hydrate, Hydrate your life with us. Today we welcome Layla Sun, who is so magical, and I'm going to let her explain. Layla, what is your magical art? Okay, so my magical art, I was pondering this question. First, I want to introduce myself and say, for years, I was a, a Lyme disease coach because I was sick with Lyme disease most of my life. And then I evolved into becoming an empath empowerment coach. And so that kind of sums up a lot of it right there. Um, I do a lot of work empowering empaths. I'm also uh, a transformational therapist and intuitive healer. So my magical art is empowerment. Um, I weave empowerment through all of my programs. I offer 10 week health, life and business empowerment programs. And so that's really what runs underneath everything that I do. That would be my magical art right there. Wow. I love that. So, yeah. And empowerment's what it is, you know, to be in power. Right. So I started with health because I had Lyme disease and cancer early in my twenties and I healed from that. And then I started coaching on that. And I opened two health and wellness centers and I had two herb businesses because I went to school to become a clinical herbalist and I have multiple certifications as an herbalist. And that was kind of my first love. And then, um, I, you know, I coach on what I know and what my experience has been. So the health coaching comes from the Lyme and the mold illness and chronic fatigue and cancer. And I love working with people in that one. And then the life one comes from probably suffering from addictions and uh, narcissistic abuse. 
And then my latest love has been business empowerment coaching because I love to take creative healers and highly sensitives who are kind of hiding and they, they don't know how to step into the world and bring their gifts out to the world. And it's so practical and it's so much fun to take their gifts and to help them create and craft their bio and their services and what they do and to put into words. It's like, you know, these websites are so cool because they're like legacies of, of your whole life and what you do and your gifts that you came in to do. And so um, that was my latest coaching offering is the business empowerment coaching. And I've been doing a lot of that lately and I, and I love it because it's empowerment. It's taking empaths who have multiple gifts, who are born with multiple gifts, as you both know, and helping them again, put it into a, um, a very practical and logical format where they can actually look back and see what they actually do. And, it's, it really helps them take their gifts into the world and helps them to shine. You need empowerment for health. <laughs> yeah. You need empowerment for business. I mean, you have to have that type of mindset to really do anything with your life to make action, yeah. take action. Or And I think a lot of times when you're in the empathic field or the intuitive field, it's not the same as a regular business type rollout um, website. Obviously, there's always principles to these things. Yeah, thank you for pointing that out because I think in my business empowerment coaching program, it talks about empaths, we're wired differently, we think differently, we have delicate nervous systems, we don't make decisions in a really linear format or, or left brain way. It's very right brained. It's very um, not unconscious, but subconscious. We process differently. So just like you said, um, I used to work with a lot of conventional marketing and business coaches and they never worked for me because they didn't really understand how I worked. So it was very challenging and frustrating for me. And I felt even more isolated and like even more of a black sheep when I would work with them. And so it's been a joy to create this business academy for empaths because I'm geared toward and understand all the energetic processing, um, their nervous system, how to get them regulated, um, the fears and the way they work through everything and offer that program for them. So it's very nice. I enjoy it. Yes. I love that. Yeah. Because I think, those type of people need to be out in the world more, you know, with the whole new paradigm shifting and things um, just changing. And these are the type of people that are going to help lift the rest of the consciousness. At least that's what I believe uh, here on the planet is these, you know, more sensitive, more maybe in touch with spirituality or those other realms that can also share the love and compassion more. Cause I think that piece is also more probably in these, people that you see rather than like the business focus you have more compassion in their business i always say empaths really make up only 20 percent of the population right and so we're always being surrounded by 80 percent of people who really don't get us they don't do business like us they're not as heart-centered they're not i believe empaths are really born with a lot of intuitive gifts we come in with them i've worked with um well, I think empaths are born with these gifts and it's it's interesting to work with um, a psychic who's been trained versus those of us who just come in with the gifts. It's a very, very different process that I've noticed. It's much more cerebral and they can't go nearly as deep as empaths can. 
I don't know if that ties into what you're saying, but it's just kind of what came through and what I wanted to share. Yeah. And the empaths, we're, we're so much more heart-centered than a lot of people. And we're always around these people who don't function like us. And it gets to, to be challenging. So it's really, really important for empaths to be around their tribe. And I think it's, you don't know what it is until someone gave it, like I know from me, until someone gave it a word. And then I started to understand how I felt energy. And that, like there wasn't a language and there wasn't a, it's just a different language when you're coming from a thinking um, ordered way to a more flowing and it's still ordered. It's just, we just have different, like you said, different rules and no one really put them forward. Like we're kind of creating yeah. them and you've created some to support a different type of, like I know that's Layout. been my life. Yeah, yeah. That's been a lot of my life. So what are some like key things that like empaths need to focus on i guess in a business aspect or in life like in general to really enhance or um to what's the word i'm looking for to like um connect their empath or like understand it or or to nurture it more that's really the first thing is to understand what an empath is because all empaths that i work with they just really think everyone else is is like they are and they're not, and they have a really hard time understanding that can, people can be cruel and so mean as they are, you know? Um, so regulating their nervous system, and the nervous system really is the inner child. So really doing that inner child work and the shadow work. And every empath that I work with has a narcissist in their family, a parent <laughs> or um, a companion. Empaths and narcissists go hand in hand. They're there to heal each other. At least the narcissist is there to help the empath set boundaries. Um, and so those are huge pieces right there. So grounding, centering, clearing, cleansing, daily spiritual hygiene practices, super, super important to have to have to do those things. Their, their nervous system will just um, completely bottom out and they won't be able to function and they'll be down for days if they don't really make taking care of their nervous system a priority on a daily basis. Really, really huge. I guess what I wanted to say too is, you know, I had Lyme disease most of my life and um, I did the Lyme disease coaching. And what I found was I would do muscle testing and kinesiology and put my clients on a protocol and they would come back and they weren't following through on, on their protocol and I couldn't figure out what was going on. So one day I just let them come in and I just let them unpack, just let it all hang out, whatever it was that they needed to talk about. And to make a long story short, I, of course, I didn't know either at that time so much what an empath was, but quickly came to realize that all my clients were empaths. And then in order for them to heal, it was almost as though Lyme disease was a perverse cocoon, a way for them to hide out from the world because they knew they were different but they didn't have any mentoring or anyone to show them or help them understand what their differences were. They didn't have a term, like you said. Mm -hmm. And so I found that once I helped my clients to unravel and unpack the trauma from addictions, from narcissistic abuse, from, you know, whatever their family trauma was and their ancestral trauma, because a lot of empaths come into the world as the lightning rod to clear their ancestral lineage on both sides, mm -hmm. um, which is a really big contract. <laughs> <laughs> It's huge. And, you know, empaths are so humble and they're so sweet and, you know, they just can't imagine that they chose that role, you know, that they chose to do this. So it's really big. So 
once I helped my Lyme clients who are empaths, I empowered them with nonviolent communication skills. I helped them to learn how to ground. I helped them to express their feelings and their emotions. I helped them to clear and center. Then they start to heal from Lyme disease. Then they start to follow the protocol. And then eventually I kind of got burnt out on Lyme's um, and I started to go into empath coaching mm. and just coaching empaths. And I, I created this great program called Wake Up Empath. And um, I helped them to nurture and detox the physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, and energetic bodies. So we kind of get into on the physical level, what were the stories they heard growing up around their physical health? What physical issues did their parents, their grandparents, their ancestors have? How is that impacting them in their lives now? And then I give them physical protocols to work on. But it's the, the awareness, again, and empaths are here to kind of help clear, clear the creative, the, the lineage from the ancestors. And it's really important to know what the ancestral beliefs and patterns are, right? Mm-hmm. And then I entered the, the mental body and I talk about the thoughts. What are the thoughts you're thinking all day long? What are the stories you tell yourself all day long? And then the emotional body we go into, what are your feelings? What do you feel all day long? And then I go into the spirituality, which is who do you connect to? Who do you go to for comfort? What do you believe in? And then, of course, the energetic body, which is also the inner child, but you know, having to clear that auric field on a day- daily basis. And it's a big job. <laughs> big job. I run a few people through the Wake Up Empath program, and, and I have to say um, – it's a pretty empowering program and people have to really be ready for it. And it's a joy and it's fun and it's really enlightening. And um, it's a good program. Yeah, it sounds yeah. wonderful. Uh, the one thing that comes to my mind is do like your clients ever come over like overwhelmed with like all these bodies that they have to te- you know keep track of every day and like these practices and stuff? <laughs> Um, absolutely. I mean, I was overwhelmed too, but once I started to get a hand, I knew that if I didn't do it, then it just made my life so much harder and I couldn't function nearly as well. Do you know what I mean? So it's a matter, I, I, you know, it's gentle. We plant a seed with the program. It's not about getting it right after the five weeks. It's, it's taking things one step at a time. It's learning, it's processing, it's doing it in your own time as you're ready. But the sooner an empath learns how to deal with their emotional body, especially, and their energetic body, oh man, that's when they become empowered. Otherwise, they're just going to feel like victims and they're not going to be able to really raise or sustain their vibration at a rate that they would like to. And I like how you tied in the nervous system because that's what it is. It's a sensitivity and it's not really explained in the sensitivity. The nervous system is overstimulated or stimulated in ways that no one has shared the exact what's going on with, like you're saying, some ideas. Well, if you ground, if you center, if you clear if you align and consider your alignment in all your eyes, what am I feeling? I mean, I feel like that's what we're doing. When we embody, we're sitting with our feelings and then through our feelings, we're regulating our nervous system because we're understanding. And then, you know, but like you said, it's uh, ancestral karma. So it sounds really easy. And they're like, oh, there's a system, but it's a flowing 
It's like we're in the MSIA and it's called that because it says movement of spiritual inner awareness. So nice, you're moving nice. up. Everyone's doing that. But uh-huh. there's people that are now consciously starting to move through the different levels and awarenesses and bodies we have and, and paths have a different turn on to whatever that all is. <laughs> Well, if empaths are really sensitive to people, places, and things, the importance of knowing what you're feeling, what you're thinking is so you can go into a large group of people. If you know what you're feeling and you know what you're thinking, then when someone else's thoughts or feelings pop in, you're going to be aware that they're not yours. Mm-hmm. If you're not aware of what you're thinking and feeling, you're probably taking on everyone's stuff and you're actually thinking it's yours. So I have a, a really poignant story to share. I had a client who was driving home on Ken Pratt and she called me and she was feeling, she felt really, really suicidal. Just these suicidal thoughts just came over her out of nowhere. And intuitively I just had a hit that somebody had probably died right at the area that she was driving through. And she did start to notice that every time she drove through that particular part of the road, she would have these feelings. And so that discernment was so key for her to understand that those feelings of suicide were not hers. They were, in fact, something that she was picking up on psychically, intuitively, energetically. And that's the, you know, that's the importance of really addressing all the different bodies. Otherwise, you're going to be bombarded all the time and you're going to think it's yours, especially if you're sensitive to the collective. You know, the collective has got so much grief and anxiety in it right now. And if you're not grounded and centered and clear on how you feel and what you think and what your energy is, you're going to take on that collective and you're just going to think it's your anxiety and your depression and you're going to contribute to the collective field. So that's why I think it's so important. Mm-hmm. To me, that's the ticket. Ma, you said the narcissist supports the boundaries because that's it. And my whole life, I never lived alone until three years ago. And I never knew how much I was field blending with everything. And I mean, it's great in nature. And when I actually found my own cocoon and my own energy, like Lynn's house, you know? (laughs) And I put the key in and it was like my art, my energy. I really understood who I was versus others and it wasn't really till then and that's why I had you go live alone for whatever brief time because I was 56 or 55 yeah I love that term field blending that's so perfect that that's what so many empaths do they just they just blend in but the problem is they get lost in the blending in and they lose who they are and then I can see the illnesses because it's others' illnesses or the limes, and it is. You're like, oh, I got a high recharge, and your life seems so intense, and it's not really. It's mm. the way you're experiencing your sensitivity and nervous system in a world as an empath, mm. and that you don't know that's what you're doing. And so I love that that program. Yeah, yeah, me too. Mm-hmm you're feeling really angry all of a sudden, you know, I'll have feelings that will pop in or thoughts that will pop in. And what I'll do is I'll track who did I just talk to? What was I reading about? What was I thinking? And I get clear on my thoughts and my feelings. And then it helps me discern, oh, I think I took something on from 
something I read or something I saw or someone I just had a conversation with. And the more you do that, the easier you just automatically start to clear it out of your field. But if you don't have that awareness, you just can't, you can't move forward. You can't be empowered. You can't do business, you know, because you're going to be taking on everyone's stuff all the time. You can't get healthy, you know, and doing life is really challenging. So discernment and boundaries and on all levels, I guess is really where it's at for empaths. I didn't know where we're going to go today, but I guess this is where, which is cool. I love it. Hey listeners, did you know that we sell Kangen Water Ionizers? We consider it the number one sustainability tool because not only do we get to drink the best hydrogen-rich antioxidant water, we also get to detox our home from all the chemicals and cleaners, get to use some of the seven kinds of water for different health ails, and we save the earth of plastic and toxins. Yes, and who doesn't want to help this earth back to homeostasis, just like our bodies? Researchers show now that hydrogen is the number one antioxidant you can add to your life. So what easier way than just changing the type of water you're drinking for you and your family? This water is micro-clustered, so it can actually hydrate you at a cellular level, helping your longevity, your immunity, and your vitality. So if you want to help us spread the awareness of Kangen Water Ionizers, and purchase one today, check the links below and join our team and help us spread the word about healing water. All right, let's get back to the magic. I guess my, like, even if you're not an empath though, like really checking in on your thoughts and things, like that's still very beneficial, right? Because we can still pick those things up because we're an energetic field. You know, there's empaths and there's highly sensitives and the different, how I differentiate them is, And some people out there might disagree with me, but highly sensitives can pick up on other people's stuff, but not internalize it. Empaths just take it on whether they want to or not. And just remember, there's a field, just like with Asperger's, there's a field of empaths and highly sensitives as well. So it's it's not a black and white, you know, diagnosis. Um, there's different levels of it. Yes, absolutely. Tuning into your thoughts and knowing what they are, are, are just key to becoming empowered in your life. And I just want to say, too, I feel like, you know, um, Western society really focuses on the physical body, working out, and the mind. And, you know, that got really tiresome for me after a while. And then the Eastern world focuses on the heart and spirit. And for, for me, it's an integration of all four. You just can't, like, do only the physical and the mental because you, without connecting with the heart, you can't really connect with spirit. Right. It's like the four directions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Four directions. Yeah. And then if you can't connect with spirit in your heart, how do you know what your mission in life is? Maybe that's not important to some people, but I know for empaths, it's really important that they're on their path and they know what it is and that they're consciously moving towards it. And I like how you said it's only 20%. So you're not a nut job. Right. <laughs> like you know, I do the world I, different and my friends we all know and see that but they're just like Lynn does like Lynn it does I don't know how it works out for her but somehow it like whoops into place but she doesn't do the normal it's a different flow and when you said 20% I'm like yeah that's so you're not always going to like 80% of the stuff isn't going to work for you in the same way in business and feeling and those four bodies or directions or whatever we want to call it. It's just coming in at like another window. 
nailed it. You said it exactly. And I don't even know if it's 20% anymore because David Icke said they're breeding out the empath gene. And I, I, I do, that really rang true when I heard that, unfortunately. I was like, oh, dang, wow. And also I want to include in that 20% is starseeds. If, if we want to go to starseeds, like, you know, the starseeds definitely fall into the empath um, 20% as well, which, which makes it a little more difficult as well when I get an empath who's also a starseed. Fitting in this world and doing life in a 3D conventional way is really, really challenging. Yeah, I guess so. let's like explain to us what a star seed, I guess, exactly is. I mean, I'm assuming it comes they come from the stars. I mean, we all do, I guess. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I don't know that I can go there right now. My yeah. brain's not tuning quite into that for some reason. But maybe later. Yeah. Yeah. Well, They're just even more. I feel like the empaths have a lot more time on the earth and the star seeds um, have an even more differently finely tuned nervous system that's definitely connected with other planetary galaxies. Would you call it like a hybrid then? Like, you know, people use that word maybe? No, I wouldn't call it a hybrid. I feel like they're purebreds in their own right. Well, and you know what? We've interviewed a lot of people that I would say were star seeds, wouldn't you say? How would you define them? Well, what I love about them is they are connected to Lumerian, Galactic, whatever. It's like, it's not what I have a conscious understanding of or words through from right. where I, as the old, the mother on the mother-daughter duo. <laughs> but what I know when they explain it, their energy is so sure and so confident and so beautiful. We've had light language people where to me it's like angels, but they're just so natural. And I can't say like, oh, people my age, or I know a lot of people that can magically just like, I don't, so that's, I don't know how, if that's not really an explanation, it's my experience of how With they've them, been. Yeah. What do you say to that? I'm, I don't know. I mean, I think we all come from the stars. We're all kind of <laughs> hybrids regardless, but I, I think I like that you say they maybe don't have as much experience here on this 3D yeah. plane. And I don't know that narcissists are star seeds. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, they, I think and I think it's very genetic. I, I think um, empaths, has, empaths and narcissism has a lot more to do with their DNA and their genetics than their environment, frankly, because an empath can be traumatized and they don't turn narcissistic. Um, so there's definitely a big genetic component there. Yeah, it's interesting that, you know, all these things are really more commonplace than has been spoken of, at least in my mind. It's coming out <laughs> in the last I mean like last five years you know this whole empath term my god my life would have been so different if I'd known I was an empath when I was young I was taken to one therapist after the other because I was the observer in the back of the room to this day I can tell you what's going on in a room full of people and no one has any idea that I'm watching everyone and I know everything about them. they don't and they don't even they don't even know I'm doing this right they're like how do you know that I'm like how do you not know that? <laughs> I like how you put that because I do think we think everyone is operating on that. Um, yeah. And when I was younger, it was kind of like the words say this and the feelings say this. And I would always get confused. <laughs> so I would go, I'll go with the words because that's what they're saying. 
But as I've gotten older, uh, the words are more of a sound. Yeah. The feelings yeah. and the intuitive sensing there, I've honored that over where someone else, it's the words. I think the hardest thing for me as trained as an addictions counselor as well is to um, dealing with addictions is seeing how many um, of these highly sensitive empaths are labeled addicts and are mentally um, drugged and given pharmaceutical drugs and, and their empathy and the way they function in the world is never addressed because I think a lot of addiction is hiding that highly sensitive, empathic part of them that they don't know how to deal with. And they have no one to mentor them about. And they just end up getting put on psychiatric drugs and labeled and um, or called ADHD or, you know, there's empaths have had a bad rap. I think they, they don't realize they're empaths is all I'm trying to say. Well, I and think all, the, all the addicts I've met have are they're just these heart centered, sweet, sensitive, kind people who've never been mentored who've never understood what that word means and so they've been labeled and fall deep into the rabbit hole of feeling like a victim in this world and um and then there's possession that goes along with addiction too so um i have training in deep possession work in hypnotherapy and that's what i learned pretty early on is possession work around addictions and mental health issues is really really um strong so anyway, that's another rabbit hole. <laughs> it came to me is kind of like, I feel like the empaths are so powerful because they can read so much energy. And so like, it's the paradigm, the old paradigm, putting them down, making them addicts, getting them addicted, identity, whatever, you, all those things you just said is to, of course, disempower us um, as a human race or as an individual. So the, you know, bigger picture can have this other story for us. So always say you know the the trauma the unresolved trauma therefore the lack of boundaries is the portal by which the negative entities enter and those negative entities can be energetic entities or they can be narcissists and i consider narcissists to be energetic predators and parasites so um until again that trauma is healed that's always going to be a portal and an entry point for that person for other entities to come in and you know what I'm saying. <laughs> the first shaman I ever met, cause I had Himalayan masters from Russia, uh, the Northern Gate come to my farm and do many workshops. And the first one was this doctor, uh, Carrigan Kanesh. And I learned a bunch about shamanism from him. And the, I remember he said, we're medicating the shaman. There's the ADHD. So what you just said, oh, addicts. No, no, no. And they're, no <laughs> one's taught them their sensitivity. And now we're medicating them. And they're here to like heal the the suffering and trauma in the world. Yes. And that's the game that was going on. And that was like 10 I years ago. I love it. I'm writing that down in blending of the fields because that's so awesome. And how many of you, I mean, how many shamans have you gone to that are not empaths? How many healers have you gone to that are not empaths? That's another huge piece that empaths have to realize. I, I jokingly tell them from the cashier that they check out with at the health food store to the gas station they go to, especially to the massage therapist or the acupuncturist or even the shaman or their spiritual healers, those people in their own right have their abilities and their gifts, but if they're not empathic or which is different from being an empath, by the way, but if they're not an empath, you're not going to receive the same amount of healing 
really important for, for you if you are an empath and identify as one to make sure that you surround yourself by as many empaths as possible. And I, you know what, I think that because I know there's, because you have to work on your own field. So there's a right. frequency and you go, they're good, but that's not my, and they don't resonate with yeah, yeah, there's a resonation that I definitely go, I won't, you know, that's why Lauren is the, you know, yeah. and so, and it, it's just a different frequency of people, but I never thought, oh, well, cause they're empaths and, but pretty much they are Denise. My homeopathic teacher, just when I think of all the leaders and um, people I learned from, it was really learning that and, and the connection to the intuition and, again, the connection to the nervous system. And that the nervous system is the inner child making that connection, too, you know. Yeah, I haven't heard that before, honestly. Yeah. But it makes sense because I think... You know, those seven years are so crucial, you know, when you're a child and that's when your system's building and the sensitivities and the stories from there. Um, yeah, so I, I do love that connection. True. This is a cool conversation. I love I love other empaths. Yeah, and we're giving a neat language. We are. Because we know it and we, you know, we are learn. we're all learning, but we're making a, a good language and a good connection on that to support others, you know, to know what this all is. And speaking of you guys, empaths are really tuned into water. Ooh, she brought in the water. That's our podcast and you know us. Water is life. It removes toxins. It removes negative emotions. It has cellular memory and it's the great mother is so, so healing. And every empath I work with, their number one, cleanser and healer after a rough day is a shower, a bath, their feet in the water by stream or river, or even the hose while they're gardening. And we don't even need to bring up the ocean, you know? Um, so water, water is life. You know, I was at a business meeting the other day and they had their water stand and it was tucked back in this corner and there were brooms and dust pans over it. And I, I didn't know these people very well. I'd only been to the meeting twice and I didn't want to be disrespectful, but out of my mouth it came. I said, oh my gosh. I said, you can't put your water there. Water is life. And I said, and you have it by dirty brooms and trash. And I said, you need to move it out of there. And I was just so horrified. And they were just rolling. They were not empaths, honey. They were just rolling their eyes at me going, this girl is crazy. And so it's okay. I, I needed to say what I needed to say. And I needed to plant the seed of the beauty of water. And that's the paradox, I think, that um, empaths in part with people when we share our truth and we feel empowered. When we feel in our gut that we need to say something, even though we know it's not going to be met with a direct equal resonance, we say it anyway, because we plant the seeds, right? And I like that you said, because water is, I mean, I went, when I went, I just came back from being a week in Pennsylvania and I had to go to all my creeks and <laughs> lakes. I mean, I went to like five or six places and I could have gone to more where just to see the water for three minutes yeah. and be like, oh yeah, there's the tree, the rock. It, um, it always draws me the river. I live right near a lake, mm -hmm. um, the ocean and I know 
I always am just drawn to water. Well, the nature, I mean, nature knows. You go, they all go right to the water. Yeah. So I love that you guys are offering Kangen, and I love that you're offering other options. And um, that's kind of what drew me to you guys as well, because that awareness, sometimes it used to be in the collective a lot, but lately it just feels like it's been forgotten or just not at the top priority. You know, we're being bombarded with so much stuff negativity right now you know they're just trying to feed off of us by creating a lot of anxiety and depression right now right mm -hmm. and so we lose sight of those important things more than ever right now when we really have to keep our eyes on it more than ever right now yeah because what like water is life-giving mm -hmm. as we've been saying and it's like yeah we're our focus is not on that and that's that's why we love what we do like you said like we love to spread the awareness and inspire people to just look it up and look mm -hmm. at what they're drinking and be more connected to it because we it is it's so clearing it's like we're 75 percent water the earth is 75 percent <laughs> water the macro the micro it's like so connected that uh, it is an important resource that we need to educate ourselves on I let the water run out of the bathtub, I give thanks to it. And I ask that every every bit of that water it touches may be filled with gratitude and love. Because mm -hmm. as it runs out the drain, it's going to connect with other water, right? And we're all connected and the water's all connected. So I say, I literally say a prayer as the water's running down the drain. And I I I walk the dog and when I walk to by the stream, I, I pray over the water too. And I always give thanks to the, the water and the air and the fire and the earth and the shower. I mean... These are seemingly little things that sound so hokey to some, but to me, it fills my soul and my heart, and I know that it does make a difference. And um, it feels good to converse with the water while I'm walking by the stream, you know? My dog gets in the stream. She's crazy. She's always in the water cleaning herself off, right? Our animals, our animals, by the way, clean empaths too, so... Um, they do a lot of healing work for us as well. Mm -hmm. So she's probably clearing off a lot of my stuff by hopping in the water so she can, <laughs> right? Do you, do you guys have pets? No. We don't now, but we did, yeah. I had a farm, we had all kinds of stuff. She was raised on a farm, we had ducks and goats and- Chickens. Oh, nice. And most healer friends I know will have, they'll be the ones who have like four dogs. Right, right. You know what empaths when they have multiple animals. Oh, yeah, it's not like one. They'll be like, get one and then another. And then, you know, in their center, our one friend, she has them in her center. And they, you know, they are participating in, you know, the chiropractic adjustment or, you know, spiritual counseling or whatever. And they just oh, yeah. know how to be in and hold. And I've noticed that. So that's a cool point to pick out, yeah. too. Hmm the value yeah. of the animals. Yeah. My my favorite bookstores were always the ones that had cats perched here and there, right? Mm -hmm. And then I, you know, I had a story. I worked with a biofeedback device similar to the Skio for a while. And I was out in Texas taking a workshop with, oh, I can't think of her name. And um, just to make the point, she, she was working with a young boy who had leukemia. And during the two years she was working with him, he had three dogs die. And she finally said, your dogs are taking on your energy. And he's essentially killing them. And she said, no more animals until 
you know, you reach a, a plateau and you're healing and you get better. So they really do. They're the ultimate empaths, these animals. They really absorb everything. I so, you know, I, I do pet consultation work. So I can, I can tell you, I just had someone in here the other day and the dog had kidney and thyroid issues and the client had kidney and thyroid issues. Now, right? my girlfriend who's a holistic vet, she's like, whatever the dog has is the, what the people have. <laughs> yeah. So she's like, so you treat the dog to treat the person, but you're a holistic vet. <laughs> right. And yeah, you know, as long as the person who owns the dog understands that and they're treating themselves as well, we're good. But if they don't want to make that connection, then I can't work with them because it's, yeah. it's symbiotic. You know, the, the dog is there to to teach them how to take care of their own bodies by taking care of the animal, right? I, know. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, that's a nice spin on animals. Yeah, teaching you to take care of yourself better, you know, because mm -hmm. you take care of them. That's so mm -hmm. cool. <laughs> Love it. Why well, have gone all over, but you know what? <laughs> this has been some potent juice. Seriously. Yay! This is fun. I love this. I love what I do. Yeah. I love what I do. I've been holding my little heart crystal. I'll tell you, my life has changed so much. You know, I have a, a dear friend who goes to the rock, the crystal show. And we've gone for the last two years. And every time I go, I get more and more crystals. And I, I tell myself I'm going to sell them. But, you know, when you bring them into your space, they really raise the vibration. They're such sweet, sweet. Look at this precious one from Uruguay. Ooh, that's an amethyst. Yeah, and I mean, there's amethyst and then there's amethyst, right? And they all have different vibrations and frequencies. And um, they are just so yummy and so healing and so, so wonderful. Just, just have to say. <laughs> yes, I agree. Crystals are amazing. They can protect us in so many ways. Clearing, you know, they clear out selenite. I got my little selenite and the selenite's wonderful because you don't have to charge it. It really clears itself. We have our shungite for the Beautiful. EMFs. Beautiful. Beautiful. I love it. See? Oh, it's so Is fun. that an empath? Because I have tons of them. And you know what's funny is that, you know, and I, I don't have the crystal knowledge like you do because I got, um, was checking out your rocks when we met you. Yeah. But all through my house and all the corners and there's many trays and groupings of them. But I feel like there's like a laser uh, crystalline matrix I'm in and I shift it around and I do the moon and I don't have a mental understanding. It's just these rocks are here. They're helping me. I'm moving it around. I'm in a crystalline globe thing going on. <laughs> In a non-linear, right-brained way, you just intuitively go, oh, I think this needs to go here, and I'm going to put this here, and I'm going to just move that there. That's so empathic versus a non-empath who's got to pick up a book and say, well, I think this is supposed to go here. This is supposed to go there. Just trusting, trusting that process. I like that. Mm, yeah, trusting the process. I think that's huge. It. And not having to explain it, you know, not just just. Because it's feeling, because you're feeling it. You're like, oh, this feels good over here. Oh, this doesn't feel as good over here. I'm gonna... In fact, when I used to have my herb store in New Mexico, um, I used to get out dousing rods. I had a funky little back room, and I'm like, oh, man, this is bad. So I got the dousing rods out, and I go into all the corners with the dousing rods, and I would take different crystals and put them in the corner till the dousing rods opened up and, and cleared it. And 
it's just a nice fun way to um check out your space it just confirms your intuition like i knew that room was funky but when i got the rods out it just gave my my left brain information again it's the nervous system it's yeah. almost like the electromag you know whatever the crystals, the you, the frequencies. Yeah, it's feelings. nervous system. It calms you. It centers you. It protects you. So we're back to that again. <laughs> yeah. So when there's dissonance in the field, an empath, we're like natural dowsing rods. We just go <laughs> into a space and we just go, something's not right here because we're picking up that dissonance in the energetic field, right? Amazing. Amazing. Well, Layla, is there any last uh, topics you wanted to talk about before we end the episode? Because I know you have so much magic. Um, no, you can check out my website at LaylaSun.com or EmpathEmpowermentCoach.com. Uh, make sure to get onto Facebook onto my Empath Empowerment Coach business page. And I'm on Instagram. And if you have any questions or if anything really felt resonant to you and you, you'd like to talk about working with me, I offer free discovery sessions where I can get on the phone for 20 minutes and just, I don't care about how many people I work with. I'm an empath. I want to make sure we're a good fit. I want to make sure that we're aligned and I want to make sure that I can be of service to you and meet you, whatever it is that you need, whether it be health, life issues around narcissism and addiction or whether it be about creating your own business so whatever you like yeah well what one last thing do you have any last nuggets for our listeners any last like one-liners to leave before we completely end the episode <laughs> we went all over but for an empath this was a great show to tune into to open up yeah really really trust your intuition Never second guess your inner knowing. Don't compare yourself to people around you. Just remember that every time you leave the sanctuary of your house to put your, your healing cap on and your boundary cap on and put your boundaries up because you're going to be bombarded by energies that are not yours. 80% of the people you're going to come into contact with really are not going to get you. So don't dial that in. Dial everything back before you step out and just... Trust your gut, trust your intuition, stay connected with your heart, and most of all, stay connected to spirit. So keep those boundaries up, yo. Keep <laughs> Love awesome. it. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you. Yes. And drink lots of healing water. <laughs> oh, we got to do a Kong and cheers. Cheers to you. Cheers. Yay. <laughs> the episode isn't quite over yet, listeners. Or YouTubers. If you haven't given us a like, subscribed, left us a review, or commented on any platform, we would really appreciate you showing us some love here at the Magical Holistic Healing Arts. Remember, Kangen Water and our grab bag for the podcast. Thanks so much for listening, and stay vibrant out there.